Welcome, 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 welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. Yo, check it. I live in the Midwest, man. I'm trying to kill this shit. If you listen to this podcast, yo, use this shit. I appreciate all of you in the space out there listening, trying to throw some support. If you fucking can do me a big favor, I'll appreciate it. If you want to go and leave a rating and review, okay. I don't know. Welcome to Outside Perspective, guys. I'm Adam Meredith. I appreciate you guys joining. That song was called The Flute Song by Russ. And that was my poor attempt to uh, to freestyle over it. I'm not a rapper. I don't freestyle. Well, sometimes I freestyle. I'm just fucking around. And uh, that's what I'm doing with you guys. I'm having a good time. I hope you guys are too. So, it is... What fucking day is this? This episode is coming out on Thursday. So, it is Thursday! I hope you guys are fucking having a great Thursday. <sighs> We're past hump day. The week's almost done. It's a brand new year. Did everybody have a good holiday? I hope so. Does everybody have a New Year's revolution? Probably. Are you going to stick to it? We'll see. I have faith in you guys. I think you can do it. Now, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. Those are bullshit. You should always be improving. You should always be trying to better yourself. And you should always be setting new goals and crushing them. So I don't give a fuck if it's a new year. Go out and get it. You can make it happen. I love you guys. Housekeeping. If you haven't, please, please, please go leave a review and a rating. Those things help the podcast uh, podcast out a lot. So five stars. Help us out. I really appreciate it. All right. Now let me tell you about some friends. I want to take a second and tell you guys about my friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. Jumbo Superfoods is a California-based health food company that provides the highest quality cannabis-based products. But I want to tell you guys specifically about their CBD line. CBD stands for cannabidol. Cannabidol is one of the many cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant and has also been shown to have medicinal value, meaning it can aid in improving your health. The cannabis plant is an adaptogen, and CBD specifically has been shown to reduce inflammation, aid in mood regulation in cases of depression, but it can also reduce anxiety and stress, and has neuroprotective properties, meaning it can help the brain. It blows my mind when I think about all of the different things that this one plant can do. And this is just a small list of the benefits of CBD. Now, before I go any further, I know many of you have already heard the word cannabis and have automatically gotten worried. Let me put your worries to bed. You're asking yourself, will I fail a drug test? No, you will not. If you are buying high-quality products, like those from Jumbo Superfoods, they use only premium ingredients, nothing artificial, nothing harmful. All of their products are made right here in the U.S., and they are tested in a lab to measure for purity. You can actually go over to their website, jumbosuperfoods.com, and see the lab results for yourself. Go check it out. And while you're there, you can check out their full line of CBD products. They have CBD spray. 
Their CBD spray is phenomenal. I like to put the cinnamon one in my coffee. Tastes delicious. They have CBD drops, both for you and your pets. They have a grass-fed ghee and MCT oil. Add that to your coffee. They have a lip balm. They have a muscle balm, which is my absolute favorite. I use the muscle balm after training jiu-jitsu. I put it on my fingers. I put it on my sore muscles and such. It makes a world of difference. So remember, go over to jambosuperfoods.com. That's J-A-M-B-O-S-U-P-E-R-F-O-O-D-S, jambosuperfoods.com. Check them out. Use the link in the show notes. It helps support the podcast, so I thank you in advance. If you're a first-time shopper, use the code JAMBOLOVESYOU at checkout, and you'll get 15% off your first order. So one more time, go to jambosuperfoods.com. Use the link in the show notes. It helps support the podcast, and use the code JAMBOLOVESYOU at checkout to save 15%. All right. My guest today is the hilarious, socially conscious drag scene loving Raven Powell who happens to be my sister you know I didn't actually grow up with her Uh, we didn't meet until probably like six or seven years ago we have the same biological father different moms grew up in different cities different households just a completely different experience and then you know we cross paths and now she now we're really close and uh, it's fucking awesome so She's in town. She's uh, visiting for the holidays, and I had to sit down and uh, and podcast. Why would you not? Uh, yeah, we had a great time. So enjoy, folks. Well then. Raven Powell. I always start off like that. Dun, dun, dun. How are you doing today? Good, good. So, yeah. So, for the folks listening, Miss Raven is my sister, and she's in town for Christmas. Oh, yay. So I had to fucking sit down with you because you're a hilarious comedian, and you do a whole bunch of cool shit, and you're, uh, no. you're just out here fucking figuring it out like the rest of us. Yeah, man. Just perpetual student of life i'm like really trying to embrace that like really be okay with just keep learning and keep having new experiences and you'll shit will come together (laughs) i think that's important (laughs) it is so many people get stagnant they do they do or i think i don't know i think people get caught up on having one particular idea and don't really want to wrap their head around, you know, something maybe looking different than what they thought it was. Yeah. And I'm very much like that if, oh, if it's not looking exactly like this, you know, but then I have to start to like really kind of step back and think like, okay, I'm putting so much on my, so much pressure on myself to do this one particular thing, you know, whatever it is. But then it's like, okay, why do I even really want to do this thing? Like, is it, you know, is it something that I genuinely want to do? Or is it something that I think other people want me to do? Is it, you know, for some superficial reason? So I think like really kind of trying to realize what I'm doing things for has helped me chill the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. You got to know your why. Have you read that book? Start with your why. Have you heard of that book? I have heard of it, but I, I haven't know. read it. It's a pretty good book. Um, it's essentially that, like knowing why you do something, like starting with uh, starting with that. Because some people just start, and they don't really know why they're doing anything. They just do. 
which isn't necessarily like the worst thing in the world. I mean, it's better than not doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, huh, 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 huh. So you have been in St. Petersburg for almost three years now. Mm-hmm. It'll be three years in August. How's Florida treating you? <sighs> it's good. I think I'm definitely um, getting what I came for as far as kind of pushing my life forward. But again, it's one of those things that's like it looks completely different than what I thought it would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, again, I'm just kind of like really sitting back and taking the time to reflect and appreciate kind of um, the headspace that I've been able to get to from, you know, kind of moving and really realizing like moving doesn't fix your problems. Because it, it was like when I first got down there, I was kind of like still doing the exact same thing. And it has taken me a bit to kind of really get to this point where I'm, you know, doing less thinking about it and talking about it and actually really starting to do these things. Um, you know, sometimes it takes you <laughs> a little while, but, um, but yeah, it just really made me realize that a lot of the, you know, I really do need to look more inward to driving change in my life versus being like, Oh, uh, I have a, you know, a shitty job or, you know, I'm as soon as I graduate, things will be better. Or as soon as I get a good job, things will be better. And kind of, really just looking at myself of why you know what you just put too much pressure on yourself that's why you're so fucking unhappy all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, so oftentimes you know people um feel like the next thing is what's going to make them happy i'm guilty of that as well it's like you know once i do this that's gonna be good it's, yeah. not, it's not always the fucking case man yeah not, yeah uh, oftentimes not the case or like just appreciating the the journey too i think it's hard i think we're so you know, we want things now and we, we look and you can go see thousands of people who look like they have their shit together seemingly, you know, overnight. So I know for me, I feel like if I'm spending my time on this, I'm missing out on X, Y, Z, or I'm going to run out of time or I'm not going to be able to do it. And it's like, you just work yourself up into a frenzy of just like being so inactive and not actually getting anything accomplished. Yeah, just paralysis by analysis, which yeah. we were talking about yesterday. So what's been, like, some of the biggest differences for you um, having, you know, been down there for a little bit now? Obviously, in Missouri, it's a very different fucking world. It is. I think the vibe in, in general, it just seems – well, the interesting thing about St. Petersburg is it is still a big city, but it feels like a small town. Like, it's really not that much smaller. It's probably maybe, like, 40,000 smaller than the city of St. Louis. Um, but it just feels kind of like a nice slow pace. Everybody really is on island time. And the weather is beautiful, so it's kind of hard to be – I mean, there are plenty of people who are fucking assholes, but it's really hard, at least for me, to kind of, even when I'm, like, waking up in the morning and I'm like, ugh, I really don't want to get out of bed or whatever, like, you look out the window and it's like, damn, it was, it was so looking nice. real fucking nice outside. Yeah, man, because you look out this fucking window and it's just like, ugh. I'm struggling right now. I don't want to be out there, I'm, man. like, trying to be Whoa. like, well, this is a pretty color scheme. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> gray on gray? You know, so when, beautiful out when there. you're you driving, it's like, it's hard to see. Like my eyes are not used to the, to the, like the dimness, the weird color palette right now. I don't really? even know how to describe it. Like the light is bouncing off of the sky in a way that my eyes aren't like really used to anymore. Like I feel like I haven't been gone that long, but I'm really used to things like always being super green. Even if the sky is dark and gray, like there's life. You yeah. know, and here it's just, like, barren. It just is, like, brown and gray, and the light is weird, and then it's raining, and, the it like. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like the short days. Like, those yeah, make it tough. Same. 
I made that post the other day about seasonal depression. Um, hopefully, I, like I was just I just wanted to like shine light on it for some people. Um, you know, you talked about we talked about on social like everybody feels like everybody lives a fucking perfect life, but this time of year is super hard. Like it is for me. Like I'm I'm always I've always been a fairly productive person, but I've always struggled throughout this time of year. And now, especially since um, I'm just 100% doing my own thing, like I don't have like a corporate nine to five to go to, to be like held accountable. Yeah. Like throughout the day. So when the days are short, you like, you just don't want to go outside. Or do it. But like once you start doing things, you start building that momentum. It makes it easier to do. But um, yeah, man, these short days and shit. It sucks. I, I'm, <laughs> I was, I talked to myself. I was saying to myself this morning, <laughs> It's just like just hop out right off the plane and instant seasonal just just you know depression like just it's just right back on. Man, sunlight's so important. It man. is, and when you don't get it here, I mean, and because of the clouds, like you need more sunlight, and we're further away from the, like the equator, so like you're in a solid spot. Like I think probably fucking wrong on this but i think what 30 minutes of sunlight will do for you in florida the further you go north i think like here you probably need like an hour or more of probably to equal that same amount of sun exposure yeah it's it's been good it's been good for my mental health i think that it's just always interesting to kind of um look back and kind of see different situations that you've gone through that have set you up to get to a certain point yeah. like and just like remembering all the times that I've been you know anxious or worried and kind of realizing like well all of those various situations like have led you to you know really being a place where you can kind of have a little more um playfulness with your life and stop taking your shit so seriously like get shit done but also realize like you should be doing things because you enjoy them and you want to do them and you just kind of want to foster that you know, creative energy and positive en energy through your entire life versus worrying about whether this is going to happen or that, or if I don't accomplish this, you know, mm -hmm. somebody's going to think I didn't do something, you know, or another. So um, I think being in Florida has really kind of just helped me chill out just from the people that I've met and just kind of some of the just, you know, I think every person that you meet in every situation you find yourself in, like, if you don't walk away with a lesson, like you aren't paying attention. You 100%. Don't. Everybody can teach you something. You know, um, I don't know. It was a meme. I think it credited it to Bill Nye, but it said that uh, every person you ever meet will know something you don't. And that's true. Yeah, it is true. I mean, it may not be significant to your life, but they know something that you don't fucking know. That's for sure. Um, now, the one thing that I do like, I don't really like, it, but I guess I can appreciate, like, so you go through this, like, shitty time of year, but then, like, you really appreciate the green. Yeah, you do. Like, you really, really do. Like, the spring is the fucking best time. And, like, if you go north, like, there's no, um, like, there's no vibe that I've ever been around, like, Chicago during the summertime. Like. They love it. They're living it. Because you go through that shitty ass winter. It's even worse than here. And then, yeah. and then, like, you can start going outside. Like, everybody's fucking outside and taking advantage of it. It's, it's like, like hey, an event. Yeah. Yeah, because you only have, like, six to nine months or six to eight months of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, the other, you know, four to six months are just going to suck. Yeah. Well, I will say with Florida, it's a little different. Like, because you, you, you know, we have that hurricane season yeah. where it's raining every day. And it's, you know, it gets back sunny and, like, pretty much immediately. But it still does just make you be like, God, I don't want to go do anything. It's, like, it's just rain yeah flood your street flooding i don't know it's like pros and cons because then it's like you can still go to the fucking beach like yeah afterward so i don't know pros and cons to everything that's why uh i'll probably ultimately end up in austin yeah so fucking nice it's still central time zone i'm gonna fucking change my time zone <laughs> important it really is so the plan is to be a snowbird chicago okay 
uh, Chicago during like the sp- uh, summer and spring, and then like winter and fall, go to Austin. Right now, it's like in the 60s in Austin. It's so beautiful. I've been there four times this year. I love it. I probably, I think I'm going back in April mm-hmm. for a jiu-jitsu tournament and like conference. So I just love that fucking city. Yeah, I I still haven't been. I really need to go. I need to this year I need to just travel more. I need to just use my vacation time far more wisely. Just like do it. I'm not coming back to St. Louis mm. as often as I was. Don't do it. Like, I, I just feel like I'm using all of my money, all of my vacation time to just come back. Not that I don't love everybody, like obviously I do, but the world is big. Yes, Why I need keep to keep visiting the same spot. Oh my god, yes. There's so many places. So I told myself I went to Austin four times this past year like it wasn't all planned I went down for one thing and I got invited back and then a couple uh, certifications so I'm going down again for like another tournament to network and stuff but unless they invite me back for like a jujitsu tournament I won't be back because I've already been there so So many many times times, it doesn't make sense so the world is huge it is I want to really start being just more mindful of the fact that I'm really I spend so much time just in one place there's so many things that I want to do and see so I just need to budget my money right it's and easy make to it do. happen it's not even that expensive that's the yeah. thing you can do it so my friend justin and i we just drove to pittsburgh on this past friday yeah and then uh went to cleveland and now granted i just tagged along so i didn't really have to like pay a lot like he yeah he covered the room in pittsburgh because he was already doing it and like i just kind of tagged along like last minute but i still threw it on gas i think i think i split all the gas with him i think we did like four tanks the whole time Maybe you might have picked up one more. Either way, it's not that expensive. It's not if you have people to travel with. Like Exactly. I Find sh- one or two other people. You guys can fucking Airbnb. Worst case scenario, I'm going out to uh I'm going to LA at the uh the end of February. So like the end of February going into March. I think twenty seventh to the fourth I'll be there. And I'm seriously thinking about if I can't crash with whoever, I'm probably gonna like rent a van and just sleep in the fucking van. Dead ass. That is so you. I, I mean, mean, yeah, it's it's I'm expensive. Gonna need, I'm gonna need a vehicle to get around anyway. Let's just say I Uber everywhere. Let's just say I do that. I mean, that adds up. A lot. It's gonna add up a lot. It really will. So I mean, the convenience of a vehicle, being able to get around. I feel like renting a vehicle is probably just the smart move anyway. Where are you shower at? Gold's Gym. You're right. You know what? I got I, a Gold's Gym membership. Go in there, get your morning workout. You well, know. especially in the beginning as an entrepreneur, like you gotta fucking make it happen, man. Ah, you do. <laughs> Those, those few years of driving around the country, sleeping in a van, showering at the gym. You know what? Whenever I was a kid, there was an SNL skit with uh, uh, Chris Farley, and he was a uh, like a guidance counselor. And the whole premise was like, you're gonna end up living in a van down by the river. Like if you're if you don't get your shit together, you keep smoking pot, you're gonna be a fucking loser living in a van down by the you're river. Like, that sounds great. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> How, where do I sign up? Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Give me a fucking van in a river. I'll go camping. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm, I'm meant for that lifestyle. Uh, not long term, but it doesn't sound as bad as it once did. No. No, we need to get a freaking van so we can go to Burning Man. Like, 2020 or something. Just, like, for <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah. Burning I need that. Man. I need yeah. that in my life. Fuck, yeah. My mom has a camper. <laughs> Big Fuck. one. Well, let's... I don't know. The plan was to do it this year or past year. I lost my job. Things happened. I got broke. Everything <laughs> happens. But I think I think saying 2020 will give us plenty of time to like see who else is going to go. The, the Jake wants to go. Our cousin Jake, he just made a Facebook group about it. We need to make – got to find these people for commitment because the biggest thing I, – I'm such a planner, but I hate making plans in the distant future because people – We'll fall through. We'll fall through. It's yeah. like, yo. Like, well, you have to plan in the future for Burning Man. I mean, yeah, you absolutely you So can't. Deja and I are planning a Greece trip in 2020. 
Ooh. Yeah, well, she made me lock down a date because I kept putting it off. <laughs> that sounds fun. She was like, I'm like, Deja, I want to go to Peru. I want to go to Burning Man. She's like, 2020. <laughs> I know somebody who just went to Greece. Um, she, I was worried, though, when she was there because, you know, they had that big fire on that one like tourist town wasn't that Greece where like the whole town burnt down by the water was jumping in the water and died I don't, anyway. know. I don't know she Maybe. was there and I was like texting her I'm like oh my god I hope you're like alive and I'll see you at work um, <laughs> but she was like it was beautiful I'm like <laughs> yeah that, that'd be a dope ass and it's, it's it's cheap once you get there hmm, it's hmm. not expensive and you can go all around Europe on like a bus or like a I mean like a train rather I don't know if people take the bus around Europe but hop on the fucking train Go all around. Check out all these different countries. It's not as expensive as people think. Yeah. I think getting there is the most expensive thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Fair, fair. Exactly. And if you use points, like, you can figure it out if you plan ahead. Yeah. I'm trying to slowly build up my Southwest loyalty. If you're going overseas, you're probably going to need something oh, else. Oh, yeah. I can't use them. They don't do that. Shafted. I think they bought a smaller airline, though, that does go overseas. Oh. Like, wow or some shit like that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. but no i traveling is definitely on my my list of things that i want to do more um i just feel like i don't know i love experiencing different people's cultures and seeing how different people live and i always think you know i think in america we're so this is america we're americans and this is how the rest of the world is you know and it's like so not like that like people are living similar lifestyles just because that's you know the modern world we live in but you know you can go to so many different countries and they just have such different mentalities and ways of looking at life this is true now i do so i've i've definitely i've been at this point to where i've been just like super fed up with how things are here and i'm just like you know what man i'm just gonna get to a point like once my kids are gone like i'm gone like i'm fucking out of here and uh but i feel like i've heard some people talk and i I just know that like the world's not all peaches and roses. No, it's everywhere has their problems, and you can get there and be like, "This is shitty too." Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna go <laughs> check out some of the places in the world. And I'm like, you know what? This place isn't so bad. <laughs> this place isn't so bad. Yeah, I mean, everywhere has corruption. Everywhere has their, you know, bullshit. We have our, you know, our fantastic spectacle of a government going on, but everybody has turmoil in their government mm-hmm. and freaking civil unrest so it's just kind of like it's an illusion to think you're gonna move out of the united states and go somewhere and things be great be better yeah but on that same note it's it's fucking frustrating man it is like all the different things that are in place like i don't understand why it has to be so complicated we have so many systems that are in place that aren't for the benefit of the people because because that's not even the that's not the goal to be the best it's no it's not because if america really wanted to be the best we would you know provide some basic things to people like we would want there to be less inequality because in my opinion if people were educated and you know if people had access to resources you know they could buy more shit like wouldn't you want people to like yeah. participate more in the capitalist system like i'm i guess i'm just kind of like confused like they definitely well, you would hope so, but I mean, if you have one percent, you know, I mean, kind of yeah, driving that most of that force. Now, it is it is contradictory because it's like you know we say we want to be the best, but like we don't invest in these things to like help our people be the best. Yeah, we have people who are not even getting basic education. Yeah, who don't have places to stay and. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people fuck up because they like they confuse equality with equality of outcome, right? Yeah. And that's not the case. Like, we're all not going to – at the end of the day, they're still going to be losers. Disparity, they're yeah, be for winners. sure. But yeah. 
we still have to help people, right? I mean, you have communities. I didn't know that schools are funded by like uh, personal property taxes of their community for mm. the mo- a lot of times. So you you have poor people. Of course, they're not going to have money because there's no personal property tax yeah. money to fund their school. So like, why are we not doing something to help with that? You know, you got programs where you can bring inner city kids out to the fucking to nicer schools, but some oftentimes those get shut down after a period of time. You know what I mean? Like I had a guest. Uh, Brittany Cloudy, she was uh, she's a teacher now. She uh, she was a product of that. She was able to go to a really nice school, at Marquette. Mm-hmm. She was, really, but now that closed down. Like she, people don't have that opportunity, and that's yeah, that's unfortunate. Well, it keeps people in a bubble when you don't have good teachers, you don't have good schools, and the only you know you see people working all these jobs and single parents, you know, family homes. Like when I was a substitute teacher for Riverview, it was really sad because you could see a lot of those kids that like unless somebody is taking a personal interest in them and their development, like they really are going to just be a statistic. You know, their their mom is like working two jobs or their dad's in jail or you know whatever. They're when you talk to them, it's like you. It's so messed up to say, but it's like you're kind of gone already. Like your view on, on life, unless somebody really takes you and is like, there's a better way. I mean, they don't know any better. No one is doing anything for them. The schools yeah. aren't funded. The school's not accredited. I don't know if it's accredited now, but the teachers are overwhelmed. And then they're putting teachers in there who don't give a fuck. You know, yeah. they give them a pay bump to go to this, you know, poor minority school. And it's like and just hundreds just of kids are lost. Kids are just getting passed on to the yeah. next grade. They're, they never learn to read. Different now. At what point is somebody lost? Like hopeless? I don't want to say somebody's completely hopeless, but it's kind of like if you already don't even have some of the fundamentals of of critical thinking or of you know seeing seeing different sort of success for yourself. Like if all of your role models really are you know drug dealers and rappers and stuff, you don't see education which could you know, ultimately help kind of free you from your situation as an option for you. Yeah. And kids are shitheads, man. Like kids will make you feel bad for trying to do better. And you can extrapolate that to adults, right? We were talking about this last night, being, being in the Midwest, being in a conservative environment, like uh, there's a ton of scarcity around here as far as mindset is concerned. And people feel like your gain is their loss. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, why are you fucking reading that book? St. Like, Louis is the city of haters. That's what they say. <laughs> well, I think kids, a lot of kids do that too. It's like in general, right? Yeah. I mean, you, they just, they find something different and they just attack it. You know what I mean? Like, I think about the things that I thought were important growing up and I'm just like, None of that shit's fucking... Like, why did I care about that? None of it matters. None of that shit matters, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's just a lot of social pressure. I mean, we're taking in a lot of images all the time, and especially as kids, like, you don't want to feel like the outsider. So you'll go to extreme lengths to... Conform. To conform and even go out of your way sometimes to make somebody else feel bad because they need to be the outsider. It can't be me, you know? Yeah. I think it really is just, like survival yeah. tactics because schools are a little you know a little system yeah it is it's its, it's, its own little community and little ecosystem and it's so weird to kind of see people um, work within that but whenever I think about it like once you get out into the real world and like you're out of school like that whole structure just disappears in the sense of like you know you probably don't talk to any of those people those people you thought were important don't matter the people right. the people who you thought were losers because maybe they didn't have like a boyfriend or girlfriend or maybe those people are probably like the most successful and have the best lives you know what i mean because they were taught like what really matters yeah you know what i mean so it's just interesting when you think about like uh 
kind of where people are and, and how uh, things used to be and what you thought was important. Yeah, for sure. And, like, none of that matters. Like, you know, again, the people didn't have a life. Like, those people are all doing well right now. Like, they probably have a pretty good job or not, yeah. not uh, across the board, obviously. We're all just all stars. Yeah, no. but, you know, some of those people, like, they, they were taught things that actually matter. Yeah, yeah. I know I was, like, not made fun of a lot, but I think within the black community in particular, it's, like, being – the smart kid is not cool and it's really unfortunate, yeah. but I think that has to go with some of that just kind of like learn self-hatred that just, yeah. you know, within the community in general where we weren't even allowed to be educated. So seeing people who are educated kind of, if you don't see that option for yourself or you don't feel like you, you're, you've internalized such negative images of, of yourself, mm -hmm. you know, on a broader scale, like if you see somebody else that might have something, you know, a black kid who, who is educated and does think learning is cool, you kind of have some of that discomfort because it's like maybe something that you want, but you don't feel like it's for yourself, but they must think they're better and you kind of act out against them. Yeah, I mean, I think people will let their insecurity start to take over and it's just like, well, you think you're better than me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Uncle Tom, like you're trying to do better yeah. for yourself. It's like. Yeah, and it's and it's so sad, but it's like kind of, you know, like I was telling you about how we were um, doing the prayer at Thanksgiving and, you know, Papa brought up like, you know, they didn't want us to be around this table saying grace. They they separated us. And it's like, but that shit is true. Like that mentality of, and I think that's kind of, what is it? The crabs in the, the barrel. Yeah, crabs, crabs in the bucket. It's, it's really, I think that's just kind of something that unfortunately has been ingrained in a lot of minority communities just due to really things really were scarce. <laughs> like, yeah. We're just, just, um, I would just say like low socioeconomic communities. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Well, cause I'm just thinking from a broad, cause we were talking last night, right? So, People have a hard time seeing past their own struggle. See, intersectionality, everyone has struggle. And yes, I think class plays a huge part huge in how people role. are treated. But if you have that double slap on you too, like... That's the point that I people mean, miss. I mean, you know, poor white people weren't able to n not read. You know what I mean? Like, you could read. Like, you weren't going to get your hand cut off. For reading. For trying to read. Y all right. So it was like, yes, but also like, nah, dog, I ain't, we ain't. Yeah, it's not quite the same. It ain't the same. Yeah. Bro. It ain't the same. For sure. For I don't sure. know. It's a tough pill for people, for people to swallow. Like people, you know, I love talking about it. I'll keep talking about it. Because We're talking. I don't know. I've talked to a lot of people who's like, we, why can't we just, it's like, no, because we can't, because you're trying to deny some shit happen. Yeah, that's <laughs> the problem. Um, I'm all about just like moving forward and not living in the past. Um, because like and some of it, whenever I was younger, just kind of being insensitive and like being half white and like raised by white people, mm. like, you know what I mean? Like my mom is white. My whole side of the family that I was predominantly around is white. Like, it's not like I was kept away from my dad or anything like that, but I, I wasn't raised, uh, in like the black experience. Yeah. I just wasn't like, I experienced racism. I experienced these like certain things but like i mean i wasn't taught like you have to like moisturize your hair because i have different i have different <laughs> <Yeah>. texture <laughs> I, yeah seriously like certain like i didn't grow up eating chitlins and, f and fucking slave food not to say you did slave food. oh my god can i tell you a funny story though i used to be on the swim team and i remember um like farmington fast or something like that and um uh one time i was in the locker room and i was i had just taken a shower and i was getting ready to put and of course i'm the only black person at the fucking thing um i'm getting ready to put on my hair stuff and 
one of the moms that was there stopped me and looked at the bottle and was like, this is lotion. You shouldn't put this in your hair. I mean, obviously it was hair lotion, but she saw she it and was know. like, don't put lotion in <laughs> like, just not knowing. So I went home and my mom was like, why didn't you moisturize your hair? And I was like, the lady told me it was lotion not to put it in there. She was like, she don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side though, so, okay, so for the folks listening, you and I are brothers and sisters. However, we didn't grow up in the same house. We have different moms, same dad, right? Um, loose term. Dad's a loose term. Sperm donor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever the fuck you want to call that guy. Um, but I can remember one time, so like my mom never kept him away from me yeah and like i can remember one time going over there and like he telling me i needed to put stuff in my hair i'm like no dude like (laughs) i put water in my hair bro (laughs) like that's it like you got me fucked up like go call my mom (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not doing that yeah so it wasn't that but yeah i mean i was just like no man so you just don't know i mean you just don't know and i think you know like very similar situation like you know my grandparents are white and i think they did the best that they could especially Mm -hmm. in that town to make sure i had like black barbie dolls and you know pictures of black people around me and you know definitely try to make me feel like i was nothing you know less than yeah um and it was hard when i did move up to the city and people did have a lot of judgment for me the way that I, you know, I quote talk white or my grandparents are white and people thought I was really stuck up and it's really like, I'm really just shy and I don't know y'all and yeah. this is different. I really <laughs> didn't know I was super different as a kid. Um, now that I like look back on it, I can pick out certain situations that happened, but like then I didn't really think too much about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know I was fat, but I was. <laughs> Like I knew I was, I knew I was black, but like I mean, in Potosi, like all my every everybody else that was black was like my cousin. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And then like some kids would say some shitty things that maybe they learned, but for the most part, most kids were cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like <laughs> certain things would happen, but for the most part, like everybody was just cool. I think it was the parents more so. For um, sure, it's a learned trait for the most part. Yeah, like I remember this girl I was super close to, and one day we wound up getting into it, and I think I like scratched her or something, and you know comes to find out that her dad's going off she's she's not hanging out with that n-word anymore like yeah yeah i can remember kids saying that and i don't think they really understood and uh, it didn't really hit too hard for home for me but there was a point to where like i did start understanding that and then like there was like a kkk guy if anybody's listening to the podcast they've heard me talk about it but there was like a guy in potosi used to scare the shit out of me as a child um so but other than that i feel like uh Kids aren't too terrible. I mean, there's uh, there's tribalism. Yeah. Kids are shitty in that way. But um, either way, whole tangent there. Let me come back to my one point, though, for a second. Um, I never really identified, like, with, like, slavery. I'm like, it didn't fucking happen to me. Like, I mm-hmm, wasn't I mm-hmm. wasn't there. And then, like, um, like, I never had that struggle. And being half white, I couldn't fully appreciate it. But, like, as I've gotten older, and, like, my mom always made sure that I understood. Like, I remember one time she made me write, like, this three-page book report on, like, black adventures and, like, just different things that they've contributed. And it was actually printed in the Potosi newspaper, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, um that made me aware of a lot of the fucking horrors yeah. that happened to people. You know what I mean? I remember um, reading about a story, or maybe I watched it. It was this boy. He was walking home, and it was like nighttime or some shit. And these two guys were just out, just like hunting for black people. Like The first one they found is who was getting it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking pull up on the dude. So sad. You know, shotgun, 
kidnap him and then you know the rest is history you know they fucking hang him and take pictures and all that shit and i saw so these i saw insane. these pictures as a kid man like shit ter- that's why it terrified me of that guy so much yeah i can remember like in potosi like i mean you've been there it's like a small town it, you go any small town america if insert you get the that little bit name. of nervousness just dude fucking never know, you know dude. just in a neighborhood you know it's getting dark out maybe there's not any street lights you know you're fucking going home you're a little black kid like at any moment, someone can just roll up on you and fucking just pick you up. And luckily, I had the wherewithal to, like, be aware yeah. of that because not every kid is aware. Yeah, yeah. That's some scary shit, though. It is scary. I And I think it's scary to think that, and I haven't really dug too far into it. You know, you see those, like, freaking clickbait posts, but I think this is real, um, how, you know, certain states are really writing sh- shit out of books and i think they've been writing stuff out of books for years like gloss over stuff 100 percent. but i think the idea of even just like completely removing any sort of education about it it's like you know it's just messed up because what you're going to create a generation of people who just don't think anything like that happens like i i mean i guess if the is the point who is who is that benefiting is the thought that oh you know, make these things go away there'll be less civil unrest it's like i don't think that's the answer to no. you know cuz it's one thing to to you know say you know what we're not going to talk about this anymore we're changing it but then the systems also have to be changed you can't just erase something and then have the system still be fucked up like yes yes i mean <laughs> you have to acknowledge it and address it and just move forward like you can't, yeah, you can't dwell on so many people dwell on shit like that and they look at like they look at like past injustices for a reason to like get over today. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Or maybe like they just look at it as like a reason to like not do more. I would agree with that. I think I don't know, it's a really it's a really delicate line to mm-hmm. walk between saying, you know, someone's just taking it advantage and kind of using it to to gain versus being like, okay, there are still some very real implications and I think it really is a fine line between Yeah. Between I guess them. I'm just more so describing like a victim mindset. Yes, I agree. But it's like if that's all you're taught, like, you know, I think I don't know, I think everybody just does a lot of shit that they taught, whether it's the person who's being that racist or that person who is a victim of racism but has a victim mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all learned behavior. Well, what point do you start teaching yourself? That's a, You know what? That's a really good question, and I think it's that's a hard one to answer. I think everybody develops at different rates. Everybody has certain experiences that lead them to certain, you know, frames of mind, and I don't think there's, like, a blanket time where it's like this is by the time that you need to be you know it's just tough I think like life is way too um complicated and to say you know somebody should be doing something at us by a certain time right it's nuanced (sighs) for sure and that can be some of the issue uh, uh, that statement you know somebody needs to be doing something at a certain time that can be the issue with like just kind of our (laughs) really a lot of shit Especially, like, our education system and going back to, like, being here and, like, in the Midwest, it's like, all right, well, now you got to graduate and you're supposed to go to college immediately. This is the time that you're supposed yeah. to do Yeah, and that. if you don't, then you're you fucking, feel, yeah. yeah. You feel inadequate. You're a loser. Like, what do you mean? Like, okay, and then you're supposed to go get that corporate nine to five. And, you know, in, in our mind, as a young kid and you're ambitious and you're going out in the world, it's just like, all right, well, I'm about to get this degree and I'm going to be making $100,000 in, like, a few years. I just and have a bunch of debt. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ah, I have all of these pieces of paper and nothing to show for you guys it. just go down to the poorhouse. Can I get some more <laughs> soup? Some, some more porridge, What huh? did Kanye say? I got these degrees to keep me warm. <laughs> oh, man. That was when Kanye was good stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like I mourn the loss of Kanye daily. 
the fucking Kardashians just ruin people, man. They make you fucking crazy. They turn Lamar Odom into a crackhead. They're the Antichrist. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. Reggie Bush got out why he could. He realized. He's like, this bitch is crazy. He said, he said, you know what, man? The pussy's too good. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> he said, it's too good. I got to go. She has to be crazy. You know, I, I don't know. I think... I have less of a problem with the actual Kardashians and more of a, an issue with how obsessed we are with celebrity and celebrity lives. Like, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, and it is a distraction. It's something to do. People, people like the drama that's not their own. It's that spectatorship. And I understand that, but Jesus, I mean, it's just all about, you know, everyone is just trying to emulate what they think the celebrities are doing and i think i mean we could talk all day about like plastic surgery and all these social media expectations you look at freaking what's her name kylie jenner posting stuff and all these girls trying to freaking do all these lip challenges it's just kind of like yeah people were like sucking on glasses oh yeah i remember that and it's just kind of like do y'all you know y'all getting y'all money like good for y'all um but i think it's just a greater speaks to kind of like a greater societal issue that we have going on people annoy the fuck out of me because we make so there's people like that you know if you want to consume that that's totally fine i mean there are 330 million people in the united states so if one percent of them are fucking watching the kardashians that's not that many i mean there's there's gonna be a one percent of fucking idiots out there it just is what it is. They're all watching the the k's kip k's but no seriously um so, I mean, it, it is annoying to see people who aren't, like, really providing any value, like, get super rich. But on that same note, if you're able to do it, good for Dude, you. Dude, if you're able to do it, I mean, they have really – they. The, I think the mom is – I don't know. Somehow I still love Kris Jenner, though, because I think she's, like, <laughs> so – she's a gangster. She's a fucking badass. And she's like, I'm pimping these hoes out. All of them. All of them. Turn Bruce into a get man. your stuff. <laughs> I mean, turn Bruce into a woman. woman. Oh, man. You know what? That's a whole other – issue for me i mean i think uh, I, I don't know if if he's truly believes in his heart that you know that's he's a you know a, a woman and i support all of that i'm a big you know trans advocate um i just think that but he doesn't it, support gay it's just not a rights. good representation and it doesn't really speak to what is really going on within the trans and you know non-binary community like you do not speak for them you do not represent how does struggle. he get woman of the year immediately it's fucked up when there's so many other people who are who have lived the struggle and have had to go, go through real adversity they were just like oh i have the money i can just get changed right now people who had to like scrounge and save and have a bunch of freaking strife they could have been fucking woman of the year like right. don't even piss me off now you're like <laughs> you're you're in this community in the sense like you have friends who do like your love drag oh my god i love drag so much oh i'm like so thirsty for drag like it's not even funny like once i found out that women can do drag i was like sold like i got a couple of wigs i got my makeup stockpiling i'm practicing like how does it work how can a woman do drag because drag is less about you know what your physical body is and it's more about the performance it's more about you know kind of the artistry and the message that you are you know putting behind it like i think a lot of people just think that drag is a man in a dress and they're you know getting up there and they're lip singing and dancing or whatever but a lot of people are working on you know real you know art Mm -hmm. and um to see some of the you know different looks that they come up with and just some of the concepts are just mind-blowing and i just i just love everything that comes into it i mean these people are skilled makeup artists they make their own clothes they're writing songs i mean some people are touring the country doing comedy and drag i mean the options are are endless and um you know there's a lot of trans women who are doing drag i mean drag started in you know the minority 
you know, non-binary trans queer communities. Um, and so I think people forget that there are people who are not just you know, gay men doing it. Um, and so you could totally be a woman. It's really all about the expression. So what does it mean to dress in drag? <clears throat> so my interpretation of dressing in drag is, you know, you're kind of, re- I mean, yes, it's creating a persona, but I think it's it's putting on, um, I'm going to exp- explain this so poorly, but um, it, it, I don't know, it's kind of like ex- expressing kind of like your inner self and kind of um See what Google says. doing yeah do you do a google search it's like it's like about you know putting on i don't even know i'm explaining it so badly look it up the I definition of drag <laughs> well in my mind from the outside perspective it almost seems like it's just like the show almost i mean it putting is the on show. Wigs, the makeup the fucking the dresses i mean it's predominantly men but obviously it's, it's open to others i'm blanking on the word uh what it's not even like a characterization drag. but what is drag? Mm-hmm. Find out. Drag queen came up. Well, see, that, I don't want to say drag queen because that's obvious, right? Can you also be a drag queen if you're not a dude? Um. So there's there, okay. So there's drag kings, women who put on male gender. Um. But you can be a woman and be putting on a, a on a woman's performance. Huh. Well, okay. So drag not being the the physical term, like physics. Um, so I got uh, drag, the slang term drag refers to the wearing of clothing of the opposite sex and may be used as a noun in the expression in drag or as an, as an adjective as in a drag show. I don't feel like that's adequate. It, I, I don't know. There's just a lot more mo- emotion behind it, I think. Now, there is a different one here with drag queen, which says drag queens are people, usually male, obviously not always, but uh, who dress in women's clothing and often act in exaggerated femininity and in feminine gender roles with a primarily... Okay, let me, let me click on it. I don't know. I just I think it's more about what you're trying to say, I guess, is what I mean. Like, I think people use it as a oh, means... entertaining purpose. I think, it, yes, it's entertaining, but I think a lot of people use it to, to speak a message and use it as some sort of, of political platform a lot yeah. of the time. So what I'm gathering is it's, it's definitely like the showcase of... Um, it's like entertainment, but I think the elements of what make drag, whether it's a man or a woman, is like... It, it, there is like the show aspect of it, but it's like the wigs and the makeup and the dress. Like it's very loud and boisterous. And ex- well, I mean, is that not dre- that's it's dress- true? That's no, dressing and drag. It is true. But let me put it like this. So RuPaul, the, the queen of all queens, um, <laughs> says that we're all born naked and the rest is drag. We all do drag every day. We all put on um, like kind, mask. kind of, yeah, kind of like a mask of, you know, you identify as this in society or society has put this on you, you know, as a man, you wear this, you're kind of your, your outer presentation and your representation of self. And I think drag is a way that people are able to kind of take it a step further and really choose how they're representing themselves. And, you know, maybe something that is beyond the everyday, but Mm -hmm. it really is just like an exaggerated form of expression, you know, no different than, just this shit that we put on every day. You know, yeah. we're all kind of performing. Yeah, I mean, the things that we wear um, are often like an expression of, of self to a degree. It's like, well, like, I don't know, look at, sh- pick up like a T-shirt. What does this T-shirt say about me? Or like, why do you, yeah. pick, like, why do you pick that T-shirt? Because you're trying to express something. Like, why exactly. do kids say like, like, I don't know, I, I heart New York. Because you're trying to send a message 
I don't know. Yeah, you are. I mean, people and the way that you dress does send signals about who you are. I mean, if you dress a certain way people will either be like okay this person doesn't take care of themselves or oh they you know they put this outfit together maybe you know you can make judgments and assumptions like oh they're a smart thinker they paired these things together well or they they're tailored they care about you know you're able to kind of surmise so much information about someone of the way that they present themselves and I think you know people you you do there is a certain level of strategy and and how you present yourself to the world it's important to present your like your best foot forward but on that same note like that can also be an issue right because i mean 100 percent. people are just making judgments off what they because sometimes you go out looking like a fucking not you you but like you know sometimes we go out (laughs) we go out looking like fucking bums sometimes i think about that like if i haven't shaved in some weeks or like i'm just out in like some sweats or something out here getting judged people can make so many judgments about you and yes i but and but i also think that's like drag pokes fun at a lot of things yeah it takes you know a lot of stereotypes and it blows them up and i I don't know i just love it it's fun um but i always think there's something that you can walk away kind of like considering from watching a drag performance i mean not all drag is phenomenal artsy mindful type shit um but there's definitely is a lot that is, um, and yeah. it's super fun and exciting to yeah. to see. Now, what about the the like the crazy people in that community that give like the rest of the people a bad name? Because there's crazy people in every community that give the rest a bad name, right? So, for example, let's just talk about trans people. For sure, some people were born in the wrong body, for sure, and like they know that. But then there's also that person who's just fucking crazy, and that could be true too. Why do we validate that person? I guess like who? Well, just I mean. I don't know. I think I, – I don't know. I, I just – I Let's feel just, like people don't just – So, okay, we have gender fluidity, right? Okay, yeah. and some people don't even – they won't even recognize, like, gender because, like, there's a biological scientific principle in gender. Like, that's just science. Like, that's nature. Like, that's truth. I mean, I think it depends on who you talk to. I think some people do make a hard distinction between actual, like, biological sex and gender expression because gender – But some ex- people don't. That's, that's, where I, that's who I'm talking about. The people who don't or, like – what if you're gender fluid? And one minute you're a woman, one minute you're a dude, and one minute you're just like whatever. You're a Z, you're a Zer, like whatever the fuck you are. Is that not just a fucking crazy person? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> like honestly, why, why are we bringing validity to this person's fucking madhouse? Honestly, I kind of think it's hard to say that because you, I don't, I don't ever want to devalidate anyone's experience. And I think that if you're, if if that's been your life experience and this is how you feel truest to you, um, I'm definitely in support of that. I think that I, as someone who does feel that my biological sex and my gender expression match I I can't I can't say because I don't know what that's like yeah. but I want to have empathy for people who you know I think there are so many people who face so much adversity for they're just fighting to be themselves I agree you know and so I do think yes there are probably one-offs um you know life is confusing and hard and I think it's really shitty to to feel like fuck like I don't feel in line with what I feel on the inside and what's going on the outside and whether that be you know I don't like to I think when you start throwing around you know like the word disorder I don't want to you know make anybody feel like they're wrong you know I I don't know what causes the kind of misalignment in that I just ultimately my goal is to just get I would love the world to get to a place where just have some respect and some empathy for somebody who has a different experience than you um and even if you don't fully understand it I mean you don't have to if they're not freaking you know raping and murdering children and I think that goes for anybody I mean straight people normal average folks 
do some crazy foul fucked up shit. So oftentimes uh, the most fucked the up most shit. fucked up shit. So you know what? I am suppressing something. I am so unbothered. If you are they or them, let me know what you prefer, and I will respect you. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah, I think yeah. I um yeah. I think uh, I think it's cool that we have so many different people and th- th- like all these different experiences. Like it's not all for me, and um I think you definitely have to have an open mind. And it's important. You do. And uh, I. So a couple of thoughts. So one, like, okay, I think we should acknowledge somebody's experience in their struggle. And if if you're if if you're not harming anybody else and you're just living your life, all I'm all for it. That's all cool. What gets me is that, especially like so. One example that comes to mind. I was listening to Joe Rogan. He's talking about uh, like this 45 year old guy who has like three kids and he's married and like all of a sudden he just decided that he's like a nine year old girl. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not a nine-year-old girl. You're a forty-five-year-old man. Like, yeah. th- is that not just a crazy person? You know what I mean? Like, maybe he had like a some sort of mental breakdown or something. So why do we have to bring validity to that madness? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I understand that argument because I, you know, I have one friend who I think she wants to be supportive, but I think she does have a lot of things that she just doesn't understand. And you know, every time we we talk about trans folks a lot, um, and she's always kind of like, okay, well, if I have to accept somebody's trans, like, why why do people have a trouble accepting Rachel Dolezal, who's saying she's black? You know, I think I think that's a valid point. You know, it and, is. and I don't really, I really honestly don't have a good answer for that. Yo, it's I just want I just want people to be like. We got bigger problems than worrying about what's mm-hmm. than that. Like, let's fix the systematic fucking issues so we can all be on equal footing. But that's not the overall goal. Like, the goal w- of whoever they are, the powers at play. Like, they want us to be at adversity. They don't want us to feel like we can we can trust and have security and and in the differences. You know, like yeah. Did you want to let it be like that? Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if it is it a they or is it just like people being people? And Dude, like it's just, probably it's just people you know, being people, man. It's, it's just fucking crazy. It's just mass chaos, and we put all these labels and these structures, and yeah. everybody just holds each other accountable. And yeah, I think everybody just really. My, I firmly believe that if society did not. Um, prescribe genders onto people like if we just lived in a world where it was like you know somebody was born but we didn't necessarily say you know male female whatever like that's like an extreme Mm -hmm. example but i really think we would have far less people who had all these struggles as far as whether they're trans or non-binary whatever because when you're in a society that only gives you two options and you don't feel like you fit into those two options that's where the conflict is you know so i think that if we were in a world that didn't put certain expectations on people from just birth you know, I think that we're, there'd be a lot less discomfort, but I yeah. I really don't know how to fix it at this point. I mean, yeah, that's like an in, like that's like an individual in the house approach because that can go on both sides of the fence, right? So, I mean, there have been studies that shown that you know you put you know you give a girl you give girls and boys an option between a traditionally like feminine and male and you know masculine toy, and boys tend to go towards the trucks and shit, and women tend to go towards not in every case, but that that there's there's science that's a scientific peer reviewed literature like. You can go look this study up. That's true. So we have these innate things. But here's my thing about that. Because time and place changes what is considered male and fem- you know, feminine, well, female. Like yeah. men used to wear heels. Pink used to be a boy color. So I feel like it's hard for me to be like, oh, this is a girl toy. This is a boy toy. And, and we just innately choose that. But, in, but it's not 100% across the board. But in general, like the, that's what the study found. 
boys tend to go towards like trucks and girls tend to go towards like dolls, more nurturing things. That's just like, I mean, are women not naturally like tend to be nurturers? Again, nothing, nothing's these, across the board. All these moms throwing their babies in the river. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But those are like the outliers, right? So I, mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't, and there's always exceptions to every rule, but my point is, so here's, here's the, here's the flip side of the coin, right? So you have those guys who will be like, Jimmy, you can't play with a fucking Barbie doll. I grew up, I played with Barbie dolls. My, my mom never told me I couldn't play with those things. Like, I had an aunt, like, she played with Barbie dolls. I played with Barbie dolls. I also had uncles that played with trucks. I played with them. So I wasn't taught, like, one was wrong yeah. over the other. So you have some people doing that. But on the same note, you have other people who are like, you, little Jimmy, you sure you don't want to put on that, that dress? Are you sure? Like, are you sure you're not? Like binary, like you got these other like crazy forcing the issue. You're saying, yeah, like you got these other people who are acting like, okay, well, I'm not gonna put a gender role on my kid. So what they do is they put the opposite gender role on their kid. I, I mean, and that's fucked up too. I mean, you see that all the time. I, I do. I think. I mean, it's tough. So you man. sure you want to play with this truck? Maybe, maybe little Billy wants to play with the truck. Are you sure? You sure you don't want to go go do this? It's tough, man. You know who's to say that those assholes aren't doing that? And they are probably. It's I, so it's, it's like really tough. I. I would like to think that if and when I have kids that I will just be able to support them in their choices. Just I think let it's, them do their thing. Just let them do their thing. And I think, uh, you know, regardless of whether it's a gender role or your views on race or your views on education, like everything you do influences your kids and whether that's right or wrong, you know, I think it, I don't know. It's like I I feel like I'm at the point in life where I think you can really kind of justify any mindset because it's all about your experience and what you've been taught you can and what justify you believe. It in one way or another. So, you know, whether that's a person who is just severely believes that, you know, being gay is wrong and that you're good. I mean, that's their whole worldview. I think as close as I, you know, believe that that is, that that's something that they truly believe to be right. You know, there's so somebody but that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. Um, but it's like, you know, you got that way and that's bad. Then you got the parent over there and you're like, you're letting them just do whatever they want. That's bad. I mean, it's like, where's the, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, there's no fucking right answer here and we're all just speculating here. I'm a fucking idiot, so whatever I say. I mean, I just, you know, and I was having this conversation with, um, with Kurt the other day. We were talking about doing a podcast and he was saying like, well, I don't think people are, you know, ready for my views or whatever because he believes in like a whole bunch of like flat earth theories and stuff. He's and a I, flat earth. Oh my God. You know what? Listen, Kurt, if you're listening, <laughs> get your shit together, fuck. He's gonna be so pissed that I said that. I don't give a fuck. I'm glad you said that. Get your shit together, bro. Hey, get listen. Get it fucking together. So, but you know what? And here's the thing. God I'm, damn. I'm really. I love a good conspiracy theory. I've been like watching a lot of like different YouTube videos. I mean, you can get down the rabbit but hole. But that's the on problem with YouTube thing. videos, right? Oh my god, any yeah. guy with a fucking English accent can get on there and make you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but no, that's my point. My point my point is that for for any viewpoint that someone has, there can be people who agree and they can make all their videos and they can do their research that validates their opinion or whatever and I guess my biggest thing is I'm I'm comfortable kind of being like you know, I can consider multiple points. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's important to be able to entertain different perspectives. Tell me and tell me and tell me. Okay, so I think flat earth is just like a small example but like okay let's say we're willing to let's say in, in one two like one two there's so many different flat earth opinions there's somebody that you can believe in flat earth but it looks different for for each person that you're talking to there's no one flat earth theory really um okay but say that you have sold me say that i'm like you know what i can see that be be the case okay so now tell me 
why they're keeping this from us and then tell me what this now being truth what are we going to now do with this information right you know so you're so passionate but it's like okay so now what are we going to do and i guess what about the people that fly around the world <laughs> i mean it's just <laughs> what so about them <laughs> be- because i'm a firm believer God. that i'm a firm believer that we only know what we're being told so for all we know we are in some dude's boot i don't fucking know that's true man you don't fucking know we never really do i mean shit this could all be a, a goddamn simulation for some people what some people believe who know, we could be an atom on a speck on a flea on a fucking frog i mean who, who, knows? who knows and so i think yes i think being passionate is great but i also kind of think that it's like yo we don't even know we don't even know what this is yeah man so crazy. all i'm just gonna do the best that i can and try to treat people with respect and empathy and just be accountable i'm so accountable accountability that is, is the huge, word of man. my freaking week and that has me so fired up just be, don't be a shithead i mean some people don't have accountability dude and it's it's a fucking shame and uh yeah just being a good person will take you a long way yeah. now i do have a question because so kind of backtracking a little bit what about so how do i want to say this Society is so weird in that if something is deemed, like, taboo by, like, the masses or whatever the case may be, like, you almost can't even seek help for it. And I can't remember what you're saying, but we're this is when we were talking about just the, you know, people being gay or whatnot. And I was having this conversation with somebody and things that are taboo, and uh, I can't remember what exactly you said that maybe sparked this thought. But say if somebody is attracted to, like, kids – Oh, mm-hmm. did we have this conversation? We might not have. Either way, you have an, something that is just viewed as wrong. Yeah, and you're not supposed to do it. Well, one, if we look over thousands of years, people, people have been do, having sex with kids for so long. For so it was. It's pretty recent that it's, we stopped. And you know what? It's From a biological standpoint, I true. Mean, when you're a kid, I mean, that's what we did, right? But then we've made it so taboo that if you do have that impulse, you can't even seek help for it. Right. Because if you do seek help, you're fucking you're labeled and you're wrong and and then that could and then that leads to shame and then people internalize that and then that could lead to something either they hurt themselves or they hurt somebody else. Yeah. And just you know what I mean? Have you seen the TED talk of the guy who's saying that he's a pedophile and that he's known he's a pedophile for his whole life and that he hasn't he's an has never offended but this is something that he knows about himself and he like goes into like the range of age ranges of why you know who he's attracted to and why and all this stuff and he's like is he a pedophile right is that is that really the right word why are we labeling him that has he done he identifies as a a non-offending i I don't so is a pedophile somebody who actually does something or is a pedophile somebody who's actually no so a sex offender because you you don't have to be a pedophile to be a sex offender. You can do something to a kid out of other reasons versus being like actually attractive. A pedophile is someone who is that is their attraction. Huh. Okay. And so you can be attracted that's what you're attracted to, but you don't have to have acted on it to be a pedophile. Right. And there are a lot of people who don't act on those things. Right. But then you just live like in this fucking Right. Like this world, like this hell almost. Yeah. And you can and you can extrapolate that to almost any Anything, tab any yeah. taboo thing, whether it's a, a young man or young boy like growing up growing up in like Midwest America, like where we are, and like you're gay and you, you you're living in the fucking closet. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And you know what really you pisses can't me seek off? Help. People are trying to and this is like a fake 
conservative initiative to say that oh the lgbtq community wants to add pedophiles into and it's like no no we fucking don't first of all like but it does i think it does make interesting conversation about acceptability and the value of a human if they have certain taboo ideals or you know thoughts or feelings or whatever and i think it i think people forget to realize that children were only children recently kids were fucking laboring you're grown you can walk you're in the fucking field you're doing something they weren't kids well in the jewish culture you're a man at 13 exactly so where do you think that came from you think that came from being a little boy and oh no no now now tim you're a fucking man you just read some lines from the uh from the quran and now you're a man no back in the fucking day you were a goddamn man you probably had a wife you probably had land you're probably doing something you're a fucking man. Yeah, kids are just recently kids. Very recently. And so I think... And in America, not that long ago, I mean, grown-ass men were raping little girls all the time. How many slave women were raped? It's so, it's so you know, I think <laughs> it's very easy for people to forget what kind of take a step back and actually examine timelines of things. Exactly. I just think it's important to have that perspective. And pe- But people, a lot of people are so like, this is how things are. This is how they've been. This is always been you know, this way. Um, and I mean, I think there's something fantastic, uh, fantastic about stepping back and like really looking at society from like an anthropological standpoint. Like I am so into human behavior and kind of like seeing where we, you know, came from kind of speculating about where we're going and like really analyzing the way that we are, the way we are and how we interact. I mean, like I'm so into all that shit. Like it's like really gets me off. I don't know. I'm into it too. (laughs) It's, it's, it's just fascinating shit. Um, I mean, we act like we're, um, we're so advanced today right we're just fucking monkeys i mean it's the same it's it's really the same shit different day you know we've been doing the same type of things for hundreds of thousands of years it might look a little different but you know and i think the more we have been able to kind of be in like i can go on and on about how farming is really the downfall of of all of humanity but (laughs) farming is mass agriculture well yeah because you're able because once people started um farming they were able to stay in one place they were able to start having possessions and forming larger communities and once you have more people and more you know in one place you got to start making different rules you got to start having different you know ways of of exchanging services and it's kind of just extrapolated and kind of resulted yeah. in this but we have so many people now could we live any other way I, no there's no way we can't go back yeah we just can't. waiting on north korea man i know just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um just kidding maybe not i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know man we're in we're in a strange strange times but uh yeah it, nothing really changes it does and it doesn't you know people are so yeah. so when you look back like overall the history of the world like I think I said this on, on another podcast, but like in recent years, it's been you know a lot of white people doing all the fucked up shit around the world. But it hasn't always been that way. No, brown I mean, people. I mean, the Mongols. I mean, Genghis Khan. I think is Genghis. Jang. Yeah. Django Khan. No, Genghis he uh, <laughs> he wiped out like sixty oh percent of the yeah. population of the world, and like some odd like I don't know how many people share his DNA. I mean, those weren't white people. And then you look at the Persians. The Persian Empire was once a great empire. Like, that's the Middle Eastern. Like, they fucking ruled the whole world. It's just like, in recent years, this is where yeah. we're at. This is this is the time that we're living in. I mean, it's true. And I I mean, you know, there, that's why there's groups of people trying to force a new world order right now. Really? Yeah, that's like what ISIS is. 
Oh, whatever that, they're calling themselves now. Uh, I guess I just never thought of it in that perspective. But that's what their goal is, because, and that's why, I mean, and of course, I mean, America's far more involved than we would ever, let me be quiet. Anyway, um, <laughs> let me Amen. be quiet. But anyway, the point is, I think their overall initiative is to bring a new world order and in, in what they believe the world should be, yeah. you know, versus the Americanized capitalist system. Yeah. Now, I don't watch the news, but I think uh, it was on somewhere. Maybe it was like at the hotel, and they're talking like, uh, we're pulling out troops mm-hmm. of that area, which I guess we've been doing for like the past like decade. But I think like they're all finally like, pull out, pull all the way out. Yeah, I think we're pulling out. God, <laughs> pull out, came strong. No. Yep. Hey, listen, <laughs> we don't need any fucking. America never pulls out. Leaving it all in. <laughs> you know, the world is our child. Oh God, America. You gotta support it. God, God bless us, everybody. Pair, pair of child support. Jeez, I could go on and I'd be like scared you never know like come assassinate you I had a I had a, like a crazy thought the other day and I said it out loud and I'm like ooh I probably should say it <laughs> but I mean are we that important are they gonna come to us no you just have a motherfucking oh what if they like listen and it's just like nope she got that right in her now right yeah. now well you mentioned conspiracies earlier and like um, I mean a conspiracy is only a conspiracy until it's proven. Oh, 100%. I mean... I mean, some of them aren't true, but some are. It could be totally true. I mean, you just never know. I mean, it's hard to know what information you're getting is true. I think especially now when there's so much, and you don't know where the information is really coming from. You, I mean, people are not taking the time to freaking vet info now. No, it's just uh, <laughs> whatever kind of supports your bias, your confirm. you know, you want confirmation bias. It's easy bias. to do that. It's, it really is. And I think... People don't really value talking to people. People don't value talking to people with different viewpoints. I love having discussions. I'm not here for you to 100% agree with me. I would I would like people to kind of, you know, walk away maybe being more open to something if they're super rigid, you know. But yeah. ultimately, I want things to consider too. Like, because I think sometimes if, if you're going to want to try to bring people along, you've got to understand where they're coming from too and mm-hmm. p- kind of put things in a way that they can understand and kind of be like, hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's okay to have a difference of opinion. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think people totally are so. If you don't agree with me, you're this horrible person. And yes, there's a lot of fucked up, horrible views that I'm like, I will never associate with that. I'll never be okay with that. But I think there is a lot more common ground out there than there is really different ground. And I think you know everybody is so like caught up in this person is the enemy, and they don't agree, and they're in this camp, and they're in that, and you know. And also, too, I think a lot of people don't even know why they feel the way that they feel. They just like, feel it. Yeah, like I remember um, one of the guys from my improv class, we used to go out um, after class every week, and um, we started talking about politics. And, you know, he was a very proud Trump supporter, and I was kind of just in a very non-confrontational way. It was just kind of like asking him about, you know, well, what about this? Or, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Or, well, how does this make you feel? And he just was nutting up. He just could not even really even give great answers as to why he voted for this person. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just kind of the same. Well, he's something different and, you know, he's good at this. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, why would you have respect for somebody who's done X, Y, and Z? Well, he has the highest job in the land. Well, would you want to work for somebody like that? That That's, your boss well you know then you know i started asking him about he throws out there like well i was one of the people that during desegregation i had to get bussed out to a different school or whatever and he was just like i'm fine with you know things desegregating but i don't understand why i you know i had to get shipped out from being going to school with my friends for for it like so he's holding on to something that he experienced yeah so yeah so i mean i guess as a kid when you're you know you just want to go to school with all your other your friends 
you're not really worried about them being white, I guess, so much. You just want to go to school with your friends and, you know, you're kind of getting thrown into a bigger, you know, game plan. Of so is he, a, is he a black guy that went to a white school? No, he's white. He's a white guy. He's a white dude, yeah. That couldn't go to his own school? Correct. For whatever reason, they started, they did some deseg and had to ship some white kids to different, I don't know, make it the race uh, mix, you know, different. Huh. So he was really upset about that. I would be too as a kid. So, you know, but I think in a way that he's probably not fully conscious of, it's probably tainted a lot of his views on race relations. Mm -hmm. And yeah. those are types of things that unless you really talk to people, you don't really know. And I think those are all things to consider. Those all are experiences. For example, um, my uncle and my mom were adopted. You know, my grandparents are white. And um, my aunt, you know, kind of finally recently opened up um, about kind of what her experience was like, you know, growing up in a smaller town and her parents adopting, you know, these two black kids and what it was like for the siblings that were already there. And, you know, I, I mean, I think everybody has a different perspective and it wasn't all, you know, roses for them that there was these two black kids here. Not that they, you know, were racist per se, but, you know, it just but kind of associated. Exactly. Call a nigger lover and who else Ex knows what the fuck you're called. Exactly. So, you know, but I just, I don't know. I just wish there was more understanding. And I just think that people are so caught up in their viewpoints and, you know, attaching themselves to this icon or that icon that, you know, everyone's kind of being duped. <laughs> yeah, man. People, um... Just need to get out of their own fucking way and just use their brain sometimes. Like you, you know what I mean? You wanted to vote for him because he didn't represent this, but he's still fooling you. Like, I don't want to vote for Hillary. Like, I low-key had to go have several drinks afterwards. They all, um, I mean, they're all on the same team. Exactly. Exactly. I think the whole system's just fucked up. I don't understand 100%. why, like... So, okay, let's say we can't, like, I'm not all for, like, anarchy. And let's say we can't just, like, completely do it. Yeah. Fuck it all! Just doing what up? Purging. Purging. Who's, who's your first purge victim? Oh, God. You know what? I, I think if the purge happened, I would just be trying to just do some basic survival. And sometimes I think, like, man, those, um, what are they called? Doomsday preppers, they're, I mean, they really are onto something. Because, I yeah. mean, as crazy as a stockpile and all that shit kind of is, it's like, I mean, I guess I'm also like, do I really want to live in that world? Like well, safety is an illusion. Really think about that. Yeah. Safety is truly – so we're we're taught to think that everything's safe, but the moment that somebody starts shooting up no. in a fucking movie theater, nobody's safe. No right? one is safe. Nobody's fucking safe. And we, we like to think that because things are pretty good here in America that it's like that. But, you know, you got fucking – you got idealistic hippies who will go and hike through the Middle East, and they're getting their heads chopped off. Yeah. The the world is not necessarily safe. You no. know what I mean? And like we just we live with uh, like blinders on sometimes. Well, not only is it not safe from each other. I mean, look, just nature. Nature. <laughs> like hurricanes, tornadoes. Volcanoes. Nothing's perfect. No. You know, nothing's static. And we talked. You know, you talked about you know people staying in one spot. Like we we act like I just set up a city here. So this is how, like, the city's supposed to always be here. Well, guess what? New Orleans has been flooded how many fucking times? Maybe right. you should probably pick a different spot. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like, why are we doing this? Yeah. I, you know, well, we like we like things that are familiar, and we like to be able to kind of take root and be proud of, of something and where we're from. And it does say about, it. it's part of our identity. And yeah. I think if, if when people don't have identity, you know, they really struggle. Yeah. So... We're all searching to connect with something, Raven. We all search for something. So what's next for you? Where are you traveling to next? What's I think that, well, um, somebody just invited me to Denver and 
the end of January, so we still got to kind of iron that out, and then I think I'm going to do that, um, but then go to New Orleans. I have a friend that lives there, and, you know. That'd be cool. She's an artist, and just kind of seeing what she's into, she's always got some some pretty out-there ideas, and her art is very unique, I think. Yeah. It's a little off-putting to people at first. When are you going to do that? Um, I want to say, like, February or March, maybe. Oh, shit. So, yeah, I haven't been to New Orleans in years, and I wasn't there for long enough to get the really like full full appreciation so i'm excited to go back and see what's up with that but um other than that like i want to plan like a big trip um i just don't know where like definitely outside of the united states but i don't know know where there's so many options yeah it's like where do you and just just pick somewhere (laughs) so if deja and i don't go to greece first the next like so like the big trip like outside of the states for me is peru that would be cool Go down to, uh, is it Couscous? Uh, is that what it is? No, it's not Couscous. It's uh, Machu Picchu. I'm like, Couscous is delicious. It's delicious. Yeah, no, Machu Picchu. And go check out, like, the temples and shit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, maybe go talk to the gods. Hey, man, yeah. You know what? So, okay, so um, I've been watching this guy. And, again, he's very conspiracy theory. And it's just kind of like, okay, where are you getting your research from, dude? But he talks about a lot um, about how all of these, you know, all of these archaeological findings and all of these chambers and tombs and stuff, but and how there's a lot of shit that we're just not opening and that, like, the archaeological communities and a lot of the governments are like, we're not opening these things. And I just think it's crazy to think, like, all of these, like, Mayan ruins and, you know, African ruins and stuff. Like, there's rooms in there that they're just refusing to disclose what's in there and, like... Do we need to open them? I don't know, but it's like, it's like, no, but I think my biggest thing is kind of like, well, why are we saying we can't? What it, what's in there? Do y'all know what's in there? And y'all just not like, what's up? Could it affect the like the structural integrity of the place? Or could there be like some sort of bacteria or something in there? Who fucking knows, man? Those yeah. movies with those curses and shit, man. Who fucking knows, man? You open, you break the seal, the wind comes out, you hear a weird it's, noise. You know and what? next it's thing true. you know, you got a fucking mummy taking your eyes. <laughs> like, I don't it's fucking true. know, dude. It's true, because I was watching, I just watched so many videos. Um, this, you know, talking about how can we um, ensure that like things like nuclear waste sites well into the future, how can we ensure that our symbols that we commonly recognize for as danger, like if we saw the like skull and crossbones or the nuclear or whatever, we all would recognize that right now as danger, like don't go there. How do we ensure that hundreds of thousands of years, these nuclear sites, how do we ensure that people are like, don't fucking open this shit. Yeah, well, we don't have that shit. That's how. <laughs> I mean, but we got the shit. <laughs> we do got the we shit. We got the shit, so. It's ridiculous. I mean, though. so it could be possible. Like, maybe we're like, we don't want to open it because it could be. I mean, who who yeah. knows? But at the same time, it just also kind of just puts that grain of like, why y'all? Or like a government kind of like using a site as a dump. Like, why y'all using this site as a dump? Like, why are you guys? Or, you know, just kind of St. like. St. Louis is a well-known site for the government to dump shit. Like, back in the day, they, like, put shit in the water, and, like, they, like, it's documented, like, they tested on the fucking city people. Oh, yeah, people. That, what is that, St. Charles uh, Bridge? What is that fucking Breckenridge? Uh, what is that area over there off of St. Charles Rock Road? Oh, you're talking about Bridgeton, so you're talking Bridgeton. Ab- yeah, you're talking about the, that was my next point. The festering yeah. nuclear dump that they have. Yeah, so that's a whole different issue, and that's affecting a lot of people in, like, North County, all these, like, cases of cancer and shit. Oh, my God, yeah, this lady I worked with at Target totally had cancer has been living in that area for like 40 years i know this guy who's been living there forever and um he he i was talking to him about and he can remember like when there wasn't fences and shit up there by the airport and they were just dumping that shit and people used to like go and like play in that fucking like those piles of you know whatever that waste was and shit like that this nuclear waste and shit so it's like there's that 
and then like <laughs> I don't know. It's man. just too bad. You just like could spiral down the like the, the level of disrespect that we have for the land and each other, <laughs> like our waste byproducts is insane. Yeah, it's so crazy. I just don't understand why we don't have more forethought and actually. Like, why does greed and money really overpower, like, what needs to be done? Like, you know, like, yeah. why are we using fossil fuels? Yeah. You know, why when we were kids were we told that the fossil fuels were going to run out? Yeah. Oh, Kurt also scarcity. says that f- he doesn't think that fossil fuels are real. They're not real? <laughs> what are they? I told him. I, when he said that to me, I made him gloss over it. I'm like, we're not even going to talk what about is, What is oil? They're like, we're not going to talk about this. Now, is it – now, I don't necessarily know, like, is that from, like, bones that have been down there for millions? I don't know if that's necessarily true. I, I wonder if sometimes fuel is just – like, oil is just something that, like – It just is. It just is, and it's just created, and then somebody made up some fucking marketing story to create scarcity, and it's like, this is where these are coming from. We're going to call I these mean, fossil fuels. These I, must be fossils. And That sounds not- reasonable to me. I mean, fuck. Like, I, we – live off of the whole like you only have a limited amount of it that's why there's that's why people we have such disparity between people literally having nothing and people having so much but if we if we didn't if we were gonna run out why haven't we done it yet and and maybe there's a shit ton in there in which case if it is going to run out why are we depleting the earth of this resource which we don't know what's going to happen when it's depleted if it's there in the first place maybe it's supposed to be there why are we not using other sources of energy like uh, thir- like thermo uh fucking forgot the word thermo i can't i'm of. blanking on that i don't know there's there's uh, there's lots of different energy sources i'm pissed off I can't. either way using heat from the bottom of the ocean mm, yeah mm-hmm. and then you got you could use the currents from the ocean to to uh turn for to power turbines you can use solar power wind power all these clean renewable sources and so i'm just like well okay so obviously the value of it for the world powers far outweighs all of those things because we they keep doing it for a reason. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who's behind the curtains. I don't know. It's craziness, though. It's craziness. It is crazy. I could go on all day. Like, I just, you, I just never know. I'm willing to entertain anybody's argument about anything that's going on. Like, tell me. Let me know. I mean, I love a good conspiracy, too. Like, but some of them just aren't realistic i mean not everything is a conspiracy i i mean i really think like i don't know because you just i don't know just depends just depends just fucking depends raven god damn well how can folks get a hold of you we've been we've been talking for a little bit now Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. How can folks get a hold of you? Talk about the podcast that you're on. I know it's not your podcast, but if people wanted to like check you out, yeah, if people want to um, listen to a ridiculous fake news <laughs> show. <laughs> um, where I, but you know what? I think it's really funny because we do talk a lot about politics, and the the main character on it, um, my friend, plays this you know ridiculous person who is so prone to just getting involved in all of these different um, cults and just someone who has like zero accountability for their life and it I don't know it, it just kind of like a greater play on a lot of things that are going on right now like um so like I was telling you how I'm supposed to be the serious newscaster and um the way the show is set up you know she picks her articles and then I have my articles but her articles like she'll like get buzzfeed listicles and be like yeah I found this um this this important news or whatever or she'll like one time we did a um a show where all of her art, um, her news were just ads. 
And she was like. <laughs> the whole thing was ads. She, the whole thing were ads. And she was just like, you know, it, it is just really, I'm that character who just kind of will poke every single hole that I can in, what she, in her logic. Like sometimes. And it's so funny because it's all improv. And she'll say something. And I'm like, oh, you got to stand on that. You got to explain that. I'd be like, but yeah, like really elaborate on this. Like, so tell me, tell me more about this. Um, so, so it's really fun. Like, so I think in the last season we, we wrapped up. She originally was involved in Scientology and they like re possessed all of her possessions and like the real person or the on the show on the show on the show on the show (laughs) on the show and um she one of her she lost her prize collection of now cds um the church of scientology took it um and and she got into uh, this religion called commentarianism and we had her friend get get on there and he played like the head of the commentary it was like we have like commentarianism something about some fucking comment and it landed and they drank the juices from it. I don't know. Some ridiculous, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally made up bullshit. But the guy is so convincing. Like I was listening to it and he had everything like laid out about this religion. And I was like, holy shit. Like, what am I listening to right now? Like it just ridiculous. So anyway, she was really involved with commentarianism and she um, gets this boyfriend who his name is mop, but he is a, like non gender conforming persons like so sometimes he's like karen i don't know but like he's like she lives in a comedy warehouse basement and he lives in the apartment like he kicked her out like brings girls over it's just crazy and like it's basically about her downward spiral into commentarianism and then being with this guy who's in commentarianism and who like takes advantage of her and like hit her and left her in a cave it's crazy i don't know like it sounds so ridiculous and phantasmal but god damn but basically but within this whole story plot we're doing news articles <laughs> so it's not about the news you know what i mean it's really about yeah. this just like elaborate plot so at the end of last season she was supposed to get married and part of the ceremony was he left her in this cave for like all these days and she like escaped the cave and didn't tell him and like so we have all these fake voicemail mails from him because we had a voicemail line that people would call into us and she would play it on the show and so he would like call in That's and dope. like leave <sighs> messages and stuff so anyway so she was feeling like we've, we've been on this kick about corn like we are obsessed with corn like for her birthday I made her a you know those prairie candles with the saints on it but I like put her face on the saint and instead of like a little scepter I like put corn like a <laughs> ear of corn <laughs> and so we're obsessed with corn Shut we're always talking about corn. corn like we're always like corn is um, our friend Lily her husband is um in like the solo band with himself he's calls himself big nude and he just makes like trap comedy music i don't know so anyway, he made this song called corn is uh god is corn and he's like look at all the things corn is god is like this is just simply a group message like we love corn like oh justin should make a song about corn and she's like <laughs> out like five hours later she's like here and it's like a real whole song so anyway about so she's corn. about corn so she's ditching commentarianism ditching her terrible relationship and really embracing herself and she really just feels like corn is the way for whatever reason like so she started like phasing in the corn song at the end of every podcast like I just I just really love this song so now she's escaped you know commentarianism and now this new season is going to be about her and her journey into um we are still trying to work out the word but basically of the people who are worshiping the corn I don't know so we don't know what that's going to really look like but it's going to be ridiculous hmm it's going to be totally ridiculous. So we always, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes before, work out a loose little plot line. And it's like, okay, you got your fucking articles. Because it's not even about the articles. It sounds hilarious, though. I need to listen to it for being a piece of shit. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> in, in fairness, you called me out of my shit. And I haven't seen the podcast. We love you. <laughs> you know, I think 
So, you know, I think you can still support people, and I'm not expecting everybody to listen to every single fucking episode of my podcast, because it is so ridiculous, and I think you definitely got to be, like, willing to just follow craziness um, to stay on top of it. But, yeah, I mean, you can add me on Facebook, even though I don't have the Facebook app, you know, just add me. I'm active on there, Raven C. Powell. And then my Instagram Shit, what's my Instagram? I don't know. I'll put it in the notes, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we yeah. can tell it to folks, too. <clears throat> oh, okay. So, yeah, you can see my, my picture of my horrible drag attempt on there. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, not posting any of my practice photos of me and drag because they're to. so awful. No, that's why you should, so people can go through that journey with you. Ugh. That's what you should make your Instagram page about, just all drag of you. I am going to redo it. I've started kind of going through and deleting things because I just don't really want well, you, the shit well you're here. curating a page at the end of the day. I mean, you're trying to create a place where people want to come and, like, view your content. Oh, 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 nope, nope. Marcus made a song called um, Vote If You Dope. I'm trying to delete this shit. Vote If You Dope. Vote if, oh, my God, move. Um, Vote If You Dope, yo. Yeah, it's underscore R-A-E underscore C-H-E. Ray Shay. Ray Shay. Ray Shay. Yeah, people want to make it Che, but it's Shay. It's not Che. It's not Che. It's Shay. It's Shay. It's and it has an accent over the e. And I asked my mom one time, and I don't know if the story is true. Maybe it is, but um, I was like, "Where'd you get that from?" And she's like, "She saw on the news that this little girl had like gone missing and like had been murdered by her like brother and his friends." And she's like, "I really like that name." Shut up. <laughs> so serious. I'm so fucking serious. That's how I got both my names. So I was named after Adam, like the little boy. Um, he was like. He was kidnapped and murdered, and I think his dad did, like, America's Most Wanted, like that little um, boy. There's a, there's a Netflix documentary on it. like, Adam sounds good. Yeah, and then I was named, my middle name is Joseph, and I was named after, um, like, her brother, like, my uncle. He died, like, real, like, like two or three or something from, like, smallpox. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm just named after dead people. Dead people. people I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, I always tell people my first name is based off of the Edgar Allan Poe poem, and I was really, really hoping that was true. Um, and I asked my uncle about it, and he's like, no, you're named after Raven Simone. I'm like, I'm not fucking telling nobody that. Don't tell anybody that. That's, that's not a true It's story. the first thing people say, and I'm like, don't. I love how people are like, oh, that's so Raven. How often do you hear that? Fucking every day from every fucking person I meet. Well, the good news is you can, you can choose however your name was born now because there's nobody going to argue. Like, tell me different. Tell me I'm not named after a dark macabre poem. Nobody <laughs> Check me, no, check me. Man, get your life. No, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to, it's my dark inner soul. I want to feel like a, like a, a goth unicorn on the inside. <laughs> or that is how I feel. I don't know how to, like, express that outwardly. <laughs> I don't know, a goth unicorn. A goth unicorn that loves minimalism. <laughs> and, <laughs> and classic lines. Paint your hooves <laughs> black. Just like, I don't know. I think it just, I guess I say that to say, the like, I, I really appreciate, like, a level of like darkness and macabre and but I also love shit like rainbows and glitter and all of that warm fuzzy psychedelic looking stuff but also like I can embrace some some bleak shit too that's the dichotomy of life right yeah so you know maybe a rainbow that a unicorn that you know has a dermal piercing on their face like I do I don't know (laughs) a dermal piercing (laughs) just a little just a little edge just a little edge, a little punk rock unicorn. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, love it. Exactly. I fucking love it. <laughs> All right then. It's been fun. Well, Raven. thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna like land a plane or something. <laughs> it's like roll in a helicopter. If we were in a car, we feel like we were definitely in a cockpit. People would drive by and be like, "What the fuck are they doing?" 
We're, we're yep. in a simulation. This is me and my boy Justin uh, driving back to St. Louis on Sunday. Oh, yeah? Was, yeah, we were fucking podcasting in the car. I'm going to release that podcast actually today. I feel like that would be so hard for me to focus on the road. It's not that bad. Well, the good news is you don't actually have to like look at the road, right? Because we can hear everything. Yeah. So... And like I'm in the pasture seat, so I wasn't like looking at him, so that way he wouldn't look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just drive. Yeah, just drive. Just drive. No one needs to die. Be cool. Don't turn your head, dude. Don't turn your head. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, then. Anything else you cool. want to leave the people with? No, just be kind to one another. I think that's that's it. You know, just take a chance and step outside of yourself, and I don't know, just. Give give some other energy and perspective. Outside perspective. Oh, my God. A, a chance. Blam. That's what it's about. Boom, boom. All right, folks. Until <laughs> next time. Bye.